Welcome to Don't Hold Back Podcast with your host, Ichiko Batmonk, founder of Don't Hold Back and a professional life and mindset coach. She's sharing transformational coaching journeys. We have thoughts, feelings, and emotions, but we are not our thoughts, feelings, or emotions. Are you curious about exploring and experiencing how you can unleash your full potential and passion? It all starts with you, and you are meant to live the life you desire. The purpose of this podcast is to introduce you to a coaching journey and what is available for you. Hope you get inspired and take action accordingly. Hello, Mim. How are you doing today? Good morning. Thank you. Very well. Awesome. So I'm so excited to have you on my podcast and really talk about mindset. What is really a mindset, right? So please introduce yourself. So my name's Mim. Uh, surname's Parisi. I work with women predominantly, and I work with women and use a fighter's mindset, which it comes from boxing, and I I use that as a way of dealing with trauma from their past. Yeah, so that's great. Love that. So share with us about why did you become a mindset coach? So for the last probably 12 years, I have been, I've owned gyms. So I've had lots of gyms, big gyms as well. And I've seen women time and time again, you know, being successful in the gym, but then it all falls to pieces around them. And I decided that I wanted to share my mindset with them. And what made me different to them was that from my boxing background and my competitive boxing background, my mind had shifted and I worked my mind before my physical, where most women, when they came to me in the gym, they were wanting to work on their physical look before they worked on their mind. And that's why I always saw them get results, but they would then lose those results, so to speak. So they would have this sort of consistency in their life. And I wanted to share how I sort of have that more consistent life where I'm always looking a certain way. I'm sort of feeling a certain way and I can maintain that through my life. So that's where I sort of come from. So I come from the boxing and the gym background and then decided that I want to share the fighter's mindset um, for women for, I guess, consistency and empowerment and, and, yeah, just to get over. Most people that seek out boxing have some sort of trauma, I have found. There is something inside them that, that draws them to, to boxing and fighting. Wow, that's very interesting. I never, I never heard that at all. I mean, if you don't mind asking me, tell me about actually your trauma that you have gone through and you have overcome. Yeah. Yeah, sure. I don't want to keep you here for three days, obviously. But for me, um, I grew up uh, in a predominantly Italian community in, in Melbourne. Um, and, you know, where the family sort of all lived in the same street, almost next door to each other. Um, and I had a great um, early childhood. And then from around seven years old, from ages seven to 11, I was sexually molested by someone close to the family. So that was really difficult. But the difficulty wasn't in the fact that I was sexually assaulted or molested, however you want to say it. It was the fact that I held that in and said nothing to anybody until the man who did, did that to me died. When the man that did that to me passed away, he asked my, well, not he, directly, through his wife and his will, asked my brothers and my father to carry his coffin out of the cemetery. And that is a big respect thing in my, my culture. And that's when I had to sort of say, no, I can't allow that to happen. Um, and I had to actually tell my brothers and my dad and my family what had happened to me from that age. And in turn they didn't carry the coffin out of the church because of the disrespect that he had shown me 
I, I felt like I held that in for such a long time because I didn't want my brothers and my dad to get in, in trouble. My dad had a past of his own and had been in and out of prison. Um, the last stint was 15 years. And at that point where this man died, he was out of jail and he was on parole. And I thought if I was to tell him at any stage what had happened, I thought that he would do something to this man and all my brothers would and therefore lead them into trouble. So I kind of held on to it all of my life until my mid-late 20s to protect them from getting into trouble. But then it was a relief once he had passed to be able to, to say that to my family. And that's just one thing. I, I find I'm very relatable to women because I have been through so much trauma, but I, own, I believe that we are given what we can handle. You know, I was bullied at high school very severely for being what, I don't even know if you know the word, I don't know how old you are, but for being a wog. Um, it's not a word that is used, luckily. I never heard very that often. word. No. You've never heard it? Yeah. And my daughter said the same thing. I asked her um, maybe about six months ago, said, have you heard the word of wog? She goes, no. And I was really relieved that she had not heard that word. What does that mean? Wog is um, a word that people would say to a European person in a negative way. Oh, you're a wog. So it's a racist word. Yeah. And from living in an Italian community and then moving up to um, a different area where it was a lot of sort of Australian people and Anglo people to get that thrown in my face every day at high school um, and then for it to move further with bullying physically and you know, holding me down and squeezing oranges and lemons in my eyes at high school, it was very traumatic. And going home every day and speaking to my parents about what I was living through and the crying and, and then finally my dad's like, you just got to fight. And I'm like, what do you mean? And he's like, you got to hit him. you got to fight. And I really don't condone violence at all. Um, even though I'm a boxer and a fighter, I don't condone it. I, I say leave it for the ring. But at that point, my dad said, you've got to fight. It's the only way they're going to leave you alone. And, and I did. And I fought him. And I hit him. And I hit him hard. And it did stop. Right? But there was a very bad negative of that. And I got pulled out of care of my parents. And I got put into foster care for fighting. So for every reaction, there is a negative reaction. So that's why I don't endorse fighting. Absolutely not. So then I lived in foster care. So I've got that sort of behind me as well. And for me, that was so much worse than it could have been living with my family. Um, Of course. Yeah. So that was a difficult period. Experienced domestic violence so much. It's like I said, it's it's something that has been progressive over the, the my life. 100%. Well, again, I mean, that's a lot of story. I mean, well, thank you for sharing and very open-minded sharing that. But I'm curious to also know, like, you are so transparent right now, just, you know, cool with sharing it. You also mentioned about when women especially get into boxing and they usually get into boxing because they had this trauma. So it sounds like you noticed that even perhaps in your clients or, you know, people who are around you. But it, you now literally get out of, you know, your own trauma, overcome that, right? So what really had you to help you to also be like mindset coach? And not only you're doing a boxing and helping people, but also mindset work that you're doing. So what had you to get out of there? So what helped me through all that trauma is boxing. Yeah. And this is why I teach and my course is called Fight for Life. It's a fighter's mindset. It's the mindset that a competitive fighter would have. And I only learned that through boxing. Otherwise, I wouldn't be here today doing what I do 
and helping other women. So boxing really was my savior. And that's what I'm trying to tell other, other women now. And they seek out boxing already for a reason. Yeah. So they look for me and they type in MIM or they type in boxing or they type in boxing for women or martial arts or whatever. There's already something inside them that has that flame that connects them to that. Otherwise, they're not coming to me just to lose weight and learn boxing. Otherwise, they'd go to a spin class or they'll go for a run or they'll do something else. They have specifically decided that they want to do boxing. Now, tell me why. There's something inside you that had that link. 100%. And that's what I tap into. So what I'm hearing you say is really the boxing is really helped them to overcome. Yes. Um, and as I said, it, it's, it's learning to be, okay, I'll give you a good example. When I walk into a ring, I step into the ring, right? I've got a support system and I'm grateful for my support system. But when I step into the ring with my gloves, I'm ready to spar or ready to fight. It's my fight alone. And I have to be okay with that. I have to be okay with the knowledge that I've done all I can to get me there, that I'm ready for it, and that I have to be prepared to fight that fight alone. Yeah. With my support, yes, and I'm very grateful, and they are there. End of the day, we all have to fight our fight out alone. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, well, thank you for sharing that. It's so true. So what I'm really hearing is that you've got to have to fight for, your, for yourself and for your life, right? So yeah. it's interesting you say that because, I mean, I love that. And another thing, one thing I noticed is like right now, you know, a lot of people are in, because of the circumstances we are facing, you know, a lot of us unconsciously become to victim to our circumstances, right? Or, or their thoughts. So my question for you is how can you help people perhaps to like getting out of their victim mentality and do something for themselves? Like, yeah. But yeah, so a lot of people, if they've been through trauma, you, you can go two ways. Um, you can use your trauma and be successful or you can be a victim to your trauma. You make that call. Um, but what I say is that man who did that to me so many years ago, he took my power back then and I was a victim. I had no choice. I was a child. Right. But now I have that power. And if I allow him... And his, what he did to continue to affect me, without I'm still continuing to give him that power. I say, I don't know, I really had to stop myself from swearing there. But if no, it's not up to you. It's not your power. It's my power. I'm not going to allow that to dictate me anymore. So it's really rising up and beyond and really understanding that we only give the trauma that we've been through the power if we don't accept it. So I have to accept it and take it back and say, no. Nah, I'm not willing to give up the rest of my life for what has happened to me in the past. Love it. So really what I'm hearing you say is, you know, when the circumstances happen, so you got to like accept that is really happening to you and then yeah. you can do something about it instead of trying to resist. And I know like people like things happens, like they're kind of like freaked out and scared. Like why is it happening to me? Right. So like try, they usually tend to resist and I understand I get what you're saying. Thank you for sharing that. So, and that's from when you accept and what happens? So once you've accepted that, then you've got the op, then you can move forward. Like, okay, that has happened to me. What's next? What do I do with it? Okay, I've got to use that in a, in a different way. And I don't say positive because sometimes we can't find anything positive at it, but we can use that energy to do something constructive with it. Right. I can't tell you the number of times that I 
think about something that has happened. Um, my dad actually passed away last year and I can't tell you the number of times that even though I was sad or frustrated or angry, I use that energy in my training. So for training, that's me training. Someone else might be meditating, might be doing anything. But I use it in my training and I use it to fuel me. And the number of times I've got tears streaming down my face, thinking and reflecting on something, but I'm still going. I'm still hitting the bag. I'm still training or I'm still skipping. And that's the thing. You've got to hit those fears of, oh, what happens? Oh, I don't know what to do. You just got to do it. You just got to hit it with action. Do something. Um, and I always say to people, do something that you love. Do something that you're passionate about. And for me, it happens to be boxing and, and, and training. And oftentimes people also question, like, I'm not even sure like, what, what, uh, what I have to do because like, I don't even know what I like anymore. And I understand because like, especially when you are in the victim mentality, like, you know, you're not conscious, it's hard to know what you wanted, right? So the first yeah. step is really, first of all, like you got to accept that. And then when you accept that and that's you open it up and you're going to find something that you love doing it. So that could help you to shift your mindset. And that can be really hard for some people as well. Like often when I run through the Fight for Life course with my clients, uh-huh. I'll say to them one of the, one of the um, topics and tasks that they need to do is make a list of what they're passionate about. Um, and a lot of women, um, you know, I don't deal with younger women. They're in their 30s, 40s, 50s. Maybe they're like, I don't know what I'm passionate about anymore. Yeah. I've lost myself. I don't know. So it goes right back. Let's find who are you? You, I know you're a mother, I know you're a wife, I know you're an employee or a boss or we know all that, but who are you? Um, And the way I get them to try and discover themselves again is make a list of their five core values and then we build from there. Okay, let's talk about your core values, what's important to you and and we build from that platform. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love that. So it's really just going back to who you are that really help people to find in their passion and purpose. I love that. So share with us, what's your vision to this world? What's my vision? Mm, That's a good one. I guess I would love to see women that have suffered. And like I said, it doesn't have to be anything massive. It can be something, whatever. But women who have suffered trauma and that have suffered, to be able to come out the other side feeling empowered. That's a very brief, simple one-liner. But that's very much what I would love to see. I love that. And here's the thing, like, you know, uh, when you experience any trauma, when you experience this, anything that is so real to you, and it's so hard to like see a light on the other side, but you know, you're the amazing, beautiful example and you have gone through and you're now on the other side. That's so amazing and beautiful. And if she can do it, you know, anybody can do it. And again, I think there are so many amazing people are really willing to support like someone like you and like, really want to help you to overcome any trauma or anything you're facing in your life, right? So she's also here. So I love your heart and I love your soul. So beautiful. Thanks for sharing Thank that. Yeah. So now I want to ask you about like another question, like women oftentimes struggle with self-worth. Yep. So they sure do. Yeah, I mean, we all do at some point. I mean, I have, uh, just to be honest. I mean, I think all women have. So share with us, like, why do you think, like, women, like, kind of experience this, like, self-worth issue? I think because we have to wear so many, I call them hats, in our life. Um, So we expect ourselves to be brilliant 
and the best at every hat that we put on. Mm-hmm. Um, and because we can't do any of those things 100%, then we don't feel worthy um, and we don't feel good enough. Yeah. Um, and what I mean is like I'm a mother, yes, and then I'm a partner and then I'm a friend and then I'm a boss and then I'm a sister and then I'm a daughter and then do you know what I mean? So yeah, I do. I'm spread so thinly across everything. I don't feel I'm giving wholeheartedly to one thing. And when that happens, I, don't, I think we feel unworthy of, of that particular thing, depending on, you know, what it is for that woman. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I can only speak from my own experience, and, I, and that's how I feel. Um, and like you, like even myself, I know that sometimes I get those feelings. And for me, it's with my kids because I work, and essentially I'm a single mother. Yes, I have a partner, but essentially I'm a single mum raising three kids. I get that. I feel that. I'm like, I feel like I don't give them enough time and attention because I have to work and I want to work and I enjoy what I do. But then I get that guilt and I don't feel worthy of being the mum that I, that they deserve, I guess. And that's really hard to say. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm so with you. Now, like, let's kind of talk confidence, right? So, I mean, like, it is such a big word, like a broad word, like, let's just say. Yeah. So I noticed that you're such amazing and, but also like you're a confident person. So like, you know, I know what I know about confidence. You have to take action so you can actually build up your confidence. You know, you can't just, okay, like I'm a confident person. You can, you know, you know, there are like, people are saying like, do the affirmation work and then you can be a confident, you know, it's not, that's not how it works. It's all a lot of, a lot of to do with taking action. Right. So absolutely. Yeah. So how do you help people also to help them to kind of build up themselves, especially the confidence aspect of it? So the confidence, like you said, um, you have to build with with action. And I'll give you an example. Every time I go to a a boxing gym, there's predominantly men there and I've got to go in and I'm afraid um, and obviously nervous, uh, feeling a little bit anxious because, you know, you walk into somewhere you don't know to fight someone. And yeah. every time I do that, I build my confidence. Right. Every single time I have a little bit more confidence. So that's what I do with my women as well. I build them up through training, but also through the mindset course, just by um, having that community around them. So it, with the mindset course, we are connected with a small group. They join up and they go through the whole program with a small group and they learn to be more confident by sharing. So it's a private group and they're sharing. And every time they share their story, they realize, okay, I'm not being judged. It's okay for me to feel like this or to be this way. And they'll share again. And, and it's just a process of, and it continues. As you said, it's, it's work and it's, it's daily work. Right. Okay. So people shouldn't be expecting to be confident if you're not doing the work, right? No. Yeah. Correct. Yeah, absolutely. So I was also thinking about your mindset work. I'm curious to know, uh, what do you practice daily basis like on your mindset work that you do? For myself? Yeah. Oh, myself, I'm, I'm very different to most. I love it. I, lo- <laughs> I like unique people. I think that's amazing. You want to be different this. anyway. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So for me, how I work on my, my mindset, I've got this surrounding. You can probably see a little bit behind me. I'm fortunate enough to have my own gym. Um, I've got my five um, values across here that I can see. Right. Okay. I come in here, I look at my values and I train. That's it. Wow. That's my mindset. I connect. 
So, okay, my, my core values are loyalty, respect, fearlessness, passion, and honesty. Yeah, sure. Pick one. Tell us a little more about that. So I, I pick one. Yeah. All right, let's go, let's go fearlessness. That's one of my core values. And you'll see me. I glance over because I've got a blackboard there with it written. I go, okay, fearlessness. Why? Why is that my core value? Why do I value that? No matter what I am in my life, why do I value fearlessness? And I value fearlessness because when you can conquer your fear, you become invincible. Okay? Without fear, you can do anything. Yeah. Um, and fear holds people back from doing what they want to do, from being who they want to be, who they're capable of being. So I will reflect on that. Okay? I'm fearless. And I'll train. And I'll work out. And I'll hit the bag. And, and I'll just reflect as I'm training. And I'll look at myself in the mirror. And I'll reflect and I'll train. Um, and that's, that's how I do it. That's, that's my mindset. Because when you exercise as well, when you train, you know, it gives off dopamine, endorphins. I've got yeah. these words tattooed on me. Dopamine, you know what I mean? Um, it's all those feelings that come naturally when you exercise. Yeah, yeah, love that. So how is really a mindset helping people to be, reach their goal? How is mindset helping people reach their goal? Yeah. Yeah. So like I said, essentially coming from my background, people would come to me as the first point to lose weight or get fit or get strong or whatever it is. So I flipped that around. I want them to come to me to work on their mindset and then let's talk about the physical. And we work on the mindset through the program. Um, there's lots of different stages. Acknowledge, accept it. There's four modules. There's acknowledge and accept it. Um, and then we move on from there. And yeah, as I said, we really, that my clients need to understand that without changing their mindset, it's never going to change anything else in their life, whether it be their job or their training or their family or their relationships or whatever. Mm -hmm. So what legacy do you want to leave this world? Uh, that's one of my questions in my course. Really? <laughs> yeah. So one of mine in session number six, I say, when it's all said and done, what do you want to be remembered for? Um, and I actually asked them to do something very difficult, and that's to write their own eulogy. Um, now, write their own eulogy from, their, from a loved one's perspective. Now, I've done this many times before. So I've written my own eulogy from my kid's perspective. So when it's all said and done, what do I want to be remembered for? I want to be remembered for my core values. I want my daughter to say, my mum was loyal. She had res People respected her, but she earned their respect because she showed respect. She was fearless. Okay, she was passionate about her job. Um, she was she had honesty. So it goes back to those core values. Yeah. What I value, no matter what, is what I want to be remembered for when I die. I love that. I love that. Thank you for sharing. And uh, I like it. You know, as a coach, just we all have like do this value assessment, and also we find also like our own value, right? And I think a lot of people kind of do know their values, right? But there's still some people perhaps don't even know their values, right? But I'm, I'm curious to know, like, how do you honor your value when you take actions? How do I honor my values when I take action? Yeah. Okay. So for me, those values have been embedded on me from generations. So I guess those values are the values that my parents and my mom and my dad grew me with. So they're already embedded inside me. So it's just how I live. It's not something I have, have to consciously think about. I don't have to consciously think about being passionate because I do what I love, so I have passion. I don't have to consciously think about fearlessness because I'm fearless because of the boxing. I've created myself to be fearless. So I don't have to consciously think 
about how to implement my core values into my everyday life. They just are. And this is what I really hope that I can help my clients achieve, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. I love that because like the only reason why I'm asking, it sounded like you really like stepping into your own value, like literally living it, right? It's That's what I'm hearing. And I love that. Yeah. Yes, you are. And I mean, you know, we were, we weren't like born to be like living in our values, right? I mean, it's, I mean, I sometimes just to be very honest, like sometimes I, sometimes for me, I, I'm having a hard time, like kind of like honoring my value. Like when I do making a decision, like working or even like meeting friends, you know, like I sometimes I have to honor Mm -hmm. that or even a dating world is such a big deal like to honor yourself and honor your values, you know, when you take action, I have found this sometimes challenging and really sometimes it does challenge me at times, but it sounds like you're literally living in your, like in your values. I love it. So what had you also like to really like stepping into your like living, living in your own values? So for me, there was a turning point where, um, like I said, I've had big gyms for a long time just before COVID and late, I guess late 2019, I decided I wanted to sell out of the gym. Um, I'd had enough. Um, I wanted to sell it. But then in early 2020, I actually did sell my gym. So for me, that was really scary because I'm leaving all these members and all these clients and money. And I'm just saying, no, I don't want to do that anymore. And I'm going to pursue this. I want smaller clientele. I want to work closely with a few people. Um, I want to give them everything I've got. But this is where the values come in. I wasn't, by having the big gyms, I started really being true to my beliefs, values and boundaries. But then at some point, because of business and money, they got lost along the way. Mm. And I started losing myself and I wasn't enjoying it anymore. Mm. I felt like I had to accept anyone into my gym. You know what I mean? And and I don't mean this in a really bad way, but I'm going to be really honest here. Whether I liked that person or didn't like them, if I thought they were a good match for me or didn't, I allowed them to come and train with me in my home, essentially, because my gym was my home and I didn't like that and I'd had enough. And I'm like, I can't do it anymore. So I really had to step up and put those boundaries and, and be true to my values and go, you know what? I don't value money. I don't. I don't care. So I got out of it and here I am here. And that was massive for me. Massive. Wow. I see like you literally honor your vows right there. Wow, what a decision you made, you know, amazing. But it's, but it's something like I said, I had let it go for a little bit, but at some point you go, hang on, this doesn't feel right. Absolutely. And you have to pull back. 100%. Well, thank you. So uh, what do you want to offer to our audience? Um, I guess your, the course that you're telling us. Love to know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. So... Um, I've come up with the course. It's a, it's a digital course. It's all online. It's a 14-day intensive program. And people can go to my website and put their name on a waiting list. I don't run them all the time. I've just started one a couple of days ago. Won't want to run another one for a while yet. So there's a waiting list. Um, website is www.mimparisi.com. Yeah, put your name down. We'll send you some more information if that's what you want. See, Have a look around. See if I'm the person for you. See if there is a connection. If there is no connection, I'm not for you. And that's fine. And then from there and the course, then I invite you to train with me. Um, but as I said, I, I now no longer say training first. I say, no, let's get your mindset on the right path. I'm not going to say you're fit. You know, it takes work, like building a muscle, like getting skills as a boxer. Um, but let's start that mindset process. And then once you've completed that 14-day course, 
then come and train with me and let's start training in boxing or, or whatever, you know, um, the physical side of it. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for sharing your wisdom. It's been a pleasure to having you. No, thank you very much for inviting me. It's been exciting and, and nerve-wracking at the same time. But I must admit, I'm addicted to those feelings because, you know, I've realized that anxiousness and excitement give me the same feeling. So I just look for it now anyway. So thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. It's so true. Thank you. Thank you yeah. so much. Awesome. All right. Beautiful. Thank you.